Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. This is the Truth Hurts program with Steve C. More truth than liberals can handle. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, October 25th, 2021, and this is the Truth Hurts program with me, your host, Steve Z. Back from a nice long weekend, and hope you all had a great time. My friends, it is day 278 of the siege of the United States of America by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, better known as Gropey Joe and Camel Toe here on the Truth Hurts program. And I'm telling you, folks, they are running the country into the ground and they're smiling about it. It's it's unbelievable. I, I cannot find words for just how pathetic this administration has been on just about every single issue, except, of course, those issues that pander to the very smallest of our minorities, the 13% hyphenated Americans, the LGBTQIA RSTUV crowd, and, of course, the really far-left radical woke progressives. They seem to be getting more and more of what they want, while the rest of the country suffers high inflation, extremely high fuel prices. No longer are we considered a net exporter of oil, natural gas. No longer are we energy independent at all. And the price of fuel and the availability of fuel, as well as other household goods, is dwindling quickly. I saw folks this weekend at Sam's Warehouse Club and they were packing in the canned goods, canned meats, canned tuna. I asked one guy, you have a small convenience store? Is that why you're buying so many beanie weenies and Vienna sausages and cans of tuna? He says, nope, preparing for what's about to happen. Now, I know the answer, but I had to ask the question because I wanted to hear it come from someone else. I said, what do you mean? He says, empty shelves Joe, of course. You look at some grocery stores, There are entire sections of the grocery store void of any products whatsoever. And the stores aren't even trying to make up for that empty space by spreading out their potato chips over a wider area, for example. They're just leaving those large swaths of store shelf space empty, as if the store owners are also trying to send a message to the Biden administration. You've screwed our economy up, and now we're suffering. I went looking for just a few things that I've been purchasing for the last 40 years of my life, and they simply were not on the shelf. And when I asked the store manager, he shrugged his shoulders and said, can't get it, just can't get it, it's not available. When I asked when it might be returning, he said, "Mm, no idea. Could be a week, could be a month, could be never. Several restaurants that I used to frequent in the New Orleans area, but never in the city itself, because I don't go into the city unless it is absolutely necessary, and then only very well-armed, and only during the daylight hours. But anyway, I digress. Several of the restaurants surrounding the New Orleans area that I have frequented for decades simply closing up shop. They cannot get the products, and they cannot get anyone to come in and cook or wait tables or clean tables, because those people have become spoiled by socialism. But Steve, we're not a socialist country. Well, we're not officially advertised as a socialist country, but think about it. For well over a year now, the Democrats have shut down our economy, locked down public gatherings, 
and found ways through the Democrat House and Senate, especially now having Gropey Joe and Camel Toe in the White House, they have found a way to pay people more government money to stay home than those people would earn if they'd simply go to their jobs and wait tables or cook or be busboys or whatever job they have. And Joe Biden is nowhere to be found. This man does not answer to the people. He is the true definition of a puppet dictator. Someone is pulling this guy's strings, my friends. Someone is pulling Gropey Joe's strings. And you know it's a fact. When someone does finally see Mr. Biden and they say, I have a question, he says, I'm sorry, I've been told I can't answer questions. Are they taking the President of the United States in the back and beating him if he dares to answer a question? That is the very definition of a puppet dictatorship. The man is supposed to be the most powerful man on planet Earth, yet he doesn't look like he is physically capable of walking up a flight of steps without stumbling, bumbling, tumbling. He can't walk across a stage without balling his fists up, looking, trying to look like a rock'em sock'em robot. Mentally, he can't remember what day it is or what office he holds or whether or not he's still running for Senate for the 370th year. He just does not put on the appearance of a person in charge of the greatest nation on planet Earth. And Russia is watching. And China is watching. And Korea is watching. Northern Korea, that is. The Middle East is watching. They're watching this feeble, wounded old animal just like lions watch a feeble old elk. They're waiting to pounce. And when they pounce, we have a military now that worries more about whether or not males can pee in the females' latrines or whether or not it's okay for a person who has a penis to think he's a female. That's what we worry about in our military. We don't worry about physical fitness. We don't worry about mental toughness. We don't care about battle plans, tactics, training, preparation. Nope. We're more worried about whether or not G.I. Joe is really G.I. him, her, it, she, whatever. Dr. Richard Levine is a fat guy who thinks he's a woman. Still got his pecker. Still got his balls. Dresses like a woman. And because he is a freak of nature, someone that nobody likes, no one has ever liked you, Richard, Dick Levine, you decided you wanted to feel like a woman. So you identify as a transgender female, and the Biden administration says, hey, we need one of those in a high-ranking position. Let's promote this freak, this aberrant behavior individual. Make them the assistant muckety-muck of the Department of Health and Human Services. Well, this... Richard Levine, who calls himself Rachel Levine, has decided to give him her itself a promotion, a battlefield promotion. Now you're going to love this. Transgender Richard Rachel Levine has been promoted to four-star admiral. As of October 19th, 2021, Richard Levine, the U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health, will be sworn in Tuesday that is tomorrow, as an admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps, a 6,000-person force that responds 
to health crises on behalf of the federal government, including administering coronavirus vaccines and delivering health care after hurricanes. It's not really a military agency, but oh, Rachel, Richard, whatever the hell it calls itself this week, is awfully proud of the fact that he, she, it, shit, whatever, is now a four-star admiral. In an interview, this freak of human nature said just how proud it was to get this honor of now being an admiral. To great public fanfare, Gropey Joe Biden has anointed Richard Rachel Levine as a four-star admiral in the Public Health Service. The public relations campaign and photo op stunt in support of this freak of nature has emphasized its status as the first transgender four-star Jewish admiral in the, as they call it, eight U.S. uniformed services. Of course, that public relations campaign is an out-and-out lie and is very much dangerous. It is a dangerous effort to undermine the real military. Yes, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services kicked off this propaganda campaign leading with the four-star transgender meme. On October 19th, it announced the nation's first openly transgender four-star Jewish officer across any of the eight uniformed services of the United States. And the emphasis was added, eight. HHS Secretary Javier Bachera reinforced the theme saying, Admiral Levine's historic appointment as the first openly transgender four-star officer is a giant leap forward towards equality as a nation. What? U.S. Surgeon General touted Levine as the first openly transgender four-star officer to serve in any of the uniformed services. Listen, this HHS is not a uniformed military branch. Technically, the Public Health Service is one of the eight uniformed services, but notwithstanding a uniform and bureaucrats designated as admirals, it is not part of the armed forces. The U.S. armed forces are Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and Space Force. The other two government departments in the category of uniformed services are the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration Commissioned Officer Corps and the Public Health Services Commissioned Officer Corps. In addition to their Navy-like uniforms, these two are also headed by bureaucrats designated as admirals. Four-star is the highest rank in the U.S. military, although nine five-star admirals and generals did serve in World War II. The five-star rank was retired upon the death of General Omar Bradley in 1981, leaving four-star generals as the highest rank currently available. My friends, George Patton was a three-star general when he commanded the Third Army in its drive through Europe into the heart of Germany. He was only awarded his four-star less than a month before the end of that war. That was a very great honor for him. It has now been tarnished, watered down, diminished greatly by claiming this freak of nature, this weird science wannabe, Richard Dick Rachel Levine, is now technically someone who outranked General Patton while he led forces during the Battle of the Bulge. Think about that. Four-star general promotion, four-star admiral promotion normally indicates decades of military service, often in dangerous and life-threatening circumstances. 
and includes military accomplishments of the highest order. Richard Dick Rachel Levine does not remotely merit any comparison with any of these things or any other accomplished real four-star officers, whether they be admirals or generals. This publicity stunt seeking to present Levine as some sort of accomplished four-star admiral is a fraud and an insult to every American service person, male or female, because there are only two genders. Although now designated as an admiral, Levine commands no one, no sailors, no ships, no submarines. At least the admiral managing the, the uh, NOAA, National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, does have ships and aircraft to command. Levine did not become an admiral after decades of service, overseas deployments, time away from family, or any other hazards that normally accompany military service. Levine did not attend Annapolis, West Point, or even ROTC, or even Officer Candidate School. He, Richard Rachel Levine, was never an ensign, a lieutenant, commander, captain, or even a vice admiral. Levine's failures in the public health arena are well documented, and in view of that record, no one can even claim that he, she, it is even the best person to head the PHS out of the hundreds of thousands of physicians in the United States. That's why this publicity stunt emphasized one thing and one thing only, queer, transgender freak of nature. Not even freak of nature. Supposedly, this guy's still got beans and franks intact. It's not like he's got a vagina and a penis. There's no doubt that this freak is most famous for claiming to be a woman after 33 years of marriage as a man, fathering two children with a real woman. They're only doing this just like putting Mayor Pete Buttigieg, the queer mayor of some little town, in as the head of the Department of Transportation for the United States of America. Totally unqualified. What are your qualifications, Mr. Buttigieg? Well, I was a mayor once. Oh, and I like hiding my sausage at the fudge factory. That's it. That's your qualifications. Levine is a freak, and that is the only reason it has been given this dishonor. Think about any member of the SEALs, the Special Forces, the Recon Marines, or any other elite Special Forces group. Such an officer or NCO would have had to have worked extremely hard to receive each promotion throughout their military career. They've been at war for their entire adult life, probably had six to ten, if not more, actual combat deployments, amounting for years away from their family. Such a person might have been wounded, perhaps multiple times. The bare minimum, that person and their family have had to cope with horrendous personal and family stress. Now. Imagine that SEAL, that Marine Recon, that Special Forces guy, sees a man with zero hours of military experience, not even ROTC in high school, zero experience, appointed to six grades above him at the rank of four-star admiral, purely as a political stunt. Joe Biden and his entire administration have no idea what they have just done to the morale of the rank and file enlisted persons or any person with officer status. The morale denigration can be massive, but this administration doesn't care. 
The Biden administration is telling every single serviceman and servicewoman in our military that their sacrifices are not appreciated, not valued, and that they will never be treated with equal fairness. Are we going to see a rash of resignations in reaction to this incident? Probably not. But it sure is a blow at the foundation of our military. Just another effort to use our military as a laboratory for social experimentation and to force political conformity amongst those who remain. This is part of the effort to purge our military of non-leftists and to seed the ranks with woke, progressive, politically conscious officers and NCOs who will hew to the progressive party line. It is part and parcel of the pattern that includes Biden's purge of Trump appointees from the service academies, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's search for alleged domestic terrorists within the ranks, and the traitorous General Mark Milley's focus on white rage that supposedly permeates the services. It is part of a leftist ideology's ever-growing danger to the U.S. military, and therefore a clear and present danger to each and every American in our great nation. You must be so proud of yourself, Richard. Four-star admiral. I hope you got your hair and nails done for your ceremony. Officer on deck! Annalise, I'm, I'm sorry, Eddie's. Hi there. I just wanted you all to know that I've never served a day of my life in the uniformed services of our nation. I've never been in battle, much less basic training. Not even ROTC in high school. But I wanted you all to know that I respect each and every one of you all. I wanted to thank you for all of your sacrifices. And I want to let you know that as your new transgender four-star Jewish admiral, I'm going to make sure that we finally move away from those ghost uniforms and those old-fashioned hairdos. Tacky! Anyway, now that I'm here, I wanted to let you all know that your personal taste and fashion sense will be considered moving forward. Yes, I know today I'm wearing this admiral uniform, but my designer is working on something less military, less functional, and more fashionable and trendy. We're going to make the uniform services more inclusive by allowing everyone, especially LGBTQIA plus people, we want them all to feel welcomed and loved. We're ordering all of our officers to no longer bark out orders or demand that people get up so early because I understand as a doctor and as your new four-star transgender Jewish admiral, everyone needs their beauty sleep. We want every one of the 67 genders to be properly represented here, and we don't want fear to be a factor. And what's with all the marching, anyway? I'm the director of the Department of Health and Human Services, and look at me, I'm the picture of health. I even had one of my surrogates give me my hourly prostate exam and check my colon, and they say that I'm just fine. You bet I am. My ex-wife is happy because the alimony is going up, and my children have accepted that they're no longer daddy's little girls. Now all of you, mannies and petties at the PX, go on now. Go on, you sillies. You're not going to look so stylish until you look like that. Get those nails on. Get your hair. According to The Hill, patience with Biden is wearing thin amongst 13% hyphenated American leaders. It says black voters and activists are increasingly frustrated with Democrats and the Biden administration in the wake of the party's latest failure to advance 
what they call voting rights legislation. You might recall in his first few days in office, Gropey Joe signed a flurry of executive orders to do what he thought was advancing equity throughout every aspect of the federal government. But his campaign promises were far loftier, and Democrats have struggled to make good on them. Now, 10 months into which not a single voting rights bill has made it to Gropey Joe's desk, pressure is mounting on Gropey Joe to turn things around as projections for next year's midterms look bleak for the Democrats. The National Association for the Advancement of Crazy Colored People President and CEO Derek Johnson well, he be done sent a stark warning to Gropey Joe Biden in a statement released after the failed cloture vote on the so-called Freedom to Vote Act last Wednesday. He told Biden, don't forget that black voters landed a victory for this president and this Congress, so don't fail us again. White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre announced Thursday that there have been some setbacks in both voting legislation and police reform talks. But she highlighted other ways the administration is advancing policies that's important to the black community. She specifically mentioned investments in historically black colleges and universities, investments in housing policy reforms, and efforts to make equity central to Biden's American Rescue Plan, amongst other economic proposals. But what she didn't mention was that Donald Trump's administration did more for historically black colleges and universities than Barack Hussein Obama's eight years in office and Gropey Joe's first year in office combined. But this black White House spokesperson, who they only pull out when they need to pander to black folks, otherwise it's Little Red, the walk-it-back girl Jen Psaki. But since this was a black issue, they brought out Miss Jean-Pierre. She said... Our agenda for the black community is not about one or two bills. Clearly, those bills are critical and important, and we're going to continue to work very hard towards them. But it is weaved throughout numerous policy initiatives, executive orders, and legislation. She told reporters during the briefing, saying equity is at the center of everything Biden does as president. Democrats this session have put forth three bills. They've all got catchy names to make you think they're helpful towards everyone, but they're pandering towards one specific minority. Bill number one, the For the People Act. It should have been named For the African American People Act. The John R. Lewis Voting Rice Advancement Act, which should have been named the John R. Lewis Let Black People Vote Three Times and Dead People Vote Twice Act. And the latest failed act called the so-called Freedom to Vote Act, which should have been named the Freedom to Vote Early and Vote Often if you're Democrats and no ID required, even though you need ID for everything else we do in this country, you know, like cashing a check, even a welfare check, getting a driver's license, getting married, getting vaccines, having those ID cards on you, you know. The Democrats claim that the Freedom to Vote Act was aimed at stopping the wave of restrictive voting measures that were introduced in GOP-controlled state houses since the beginning of the year. The federal government has no business meddling in states' voting requirements. An ID should be presented and you should go into a database. You vote once and that's it. But all three of those measures passed through the Democrat-controlled House 
but have languished in the Senate with zero to very little GOP support. Gropey Joe Biden and his Democrat ilk have lambasted conservatives for refusing to play ball. But activists and progressives readily point out that Republican support wouldn't be needed if Democrats would simply do away with the filibuster. Oh, part of me wants them to do away with it and then see what happens when the Senate and the House are taken over by the Republicans in the midterms. It would be interesting to see. But the black community is becoming more and more disenchanted with gropey Joe Biden, just like the rest of the common sense conservative half of our nation. Cliff Albright is the co-founder of a movement called Black Voters Matter. Oh, how creative. He told The Hill that the words of Biden and other Democrat leaders mean nothing without substantive change. He said, you either mean it or you don't mean it. If you mean it, then you got to end or modify the filibuster in order to advance this legislation that you're so busy telling us is so important. We believe it's important, but their actions aren't demonstrating that. Everything that we have seen and heard from this administration tell us it is simply not a priority for them, and they don't think it's important. They think we'll just be able to out-organize voter suppression, and they are not willing to spend political capital on getting it passed. The idea of filibuster reform or elimination of the filibuster has garnered more Democratic support, but it does not have Gropey Joe's stamp of approval or the backing of Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, or others who would have to be on board for that legislative tool to actually ever change. Patience amongst Black African American 13% minorities is wearing thin. That Mr. Albright I was just quoting said, We've been down this path before. You tell us that this is the most important election ever. You tell us you got our backs and you're going to move on our issues. We come out in record numbers, historic numbers, and in Georgia, not just once for November, but then coming out and doing it again in January, and then you don't deliver. My friends, the black community has never learned in its entire history, at least in the last 65 or so years, They'll never learn. The Democrats use them. They use them and abuse them. And then when it comes time to deliver, they crap on their heads. They say, well, it's the Republicans' fault. We'll, we'll, we'll do better next time. Black people have yet to figure it out that they're being used and abused by the Democrats to keep Democrats in power. They're just not bright enough to figure that out. And so... Nothing ever changes in Blafrican America. The following is a non-paid advertisement for people whose butts hurt. Oh, sorry. I mean, for minorities that are butt hurt. Face it, Republicans have been a pain in the butt, and Democrats have falsely promised but under-delivered for decades. Ooh, we are so is glad that Biden and Camatoa Harris have winded that election for show. Now it's time for something I've been needing for many years now, since 1863 to be exact. Thanks to Ms. Harris being the new vice president, I's gonna get me some fresh tube of Reparation H. I sure is glad I got me some Reparation H. Now slide it in there, baby. Oh yeah, that's the way. 
just like I like it. Yay, nice and slow. Oh, 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 easy, baby. That feels like an elbow. Reparation H is the camel toe Harris answer to giving back to those she pandered to. Reparation H is the topical treatment of Trump derangement syndrome, or butt heart syndrome, and is the reparation of choice in the BM movement. Reparation H is for double E 13% minorities who have never been slaves, but feel like they are owed something because their great 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 not so great granddaddy might have been a slave, but have not proved to back up that statement. Reparation H is endorsed by Camel Toe Harris, and is for black people only. Reparation H is properly applied by sticking your thumb right up your... Well, you get the picture, baby. I got my reparation from Reparation H. It's the real new thing. Woca-Cola. Do you feel like you're stuck in the past? Do you feel that the new generation is leaving you behind? Are you blind to the oppression of a man? Do you have a desire to be more woke to our new changing world? If so, Woka Cola is just for you. All the same great cola taste, no calories, and all the white guilt you can muster. Every can depicts a two-part story, so you can learn about the evil white oppressors on the back and the heroes of oppressed America on the front. And the untold stories about how those oppressed heroes never got recognized. Available in 10-ounce cans, 20-ounce bottles, and 40-ounce malt liquor-sized containers, the new Woka Cola is waiting for you at discount convenience stores, liquor stores, bottle shops, and your favorite grocery. Look for the raised fist on the front and the bowing Caucasian on the rear of every can of Woka Cola. Drink some now, and you can be woke. That's all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't, who cares? We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.